Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome back to the Lance McLaughlin Show. This is episode 10. Uh, first things first, this episode is brought to you by me. Check out the Patreon. It's a dollar for bonus episodes every Monday. Uh, we are also adding a $4 tier to bring back the Furthest From Perfect podcast. Uh, bonus episodes from that will be going up um, each week for everybody in the $4 tier. And you will also get uh, regular uploads on the basic Furthest from Perfect channel. Uh, that's the podcast that I do with me and my buddy Steven. The reason why I'm making it the $4 tier is because I'm going to split the money with him. So basically everything below the $4 tier, I'm going to keep because it's my shit. And then everybody that's a part of the $4 tier and higher, I'm just going to split that 50-50 with him. Uh, even though I do all the editing and all of the work. I'm kidding. I love Steven. Uh, but it's something that we've been wanting to do for a while. I wanted to have it back by the end of November, but he works retail. And if any of you have ever worked retail, you understand Black Friday and holiday season is hell. So I do not blame him, but uh, right after Thanksgiving, I'm hoping to start having the episodes go up each week, uh, like clockwork, and then bonus episodes for the $4 tier on Patreon. Now that we're done with that, I just want to say thank you for all of the support. Things have been great. The stream has been going well. The podcast is uh, is getting more attention than, than what I thought. I know that like some people probably look at it and they're like, oh... 10 views, 15 views, whatever. It's like, man, I haven't uploaded this podcast in three months, okay? Uh, I'm very happy with that, and the, the the watch time is showing that people are actually listening to it, so um, I really do appreciate all of that love. If you guys want, you can listen on any of the, uh, anywhere you can find a podcast, pretty much. Um, it is available on all of those. And uh, for all of you audio listeners, because I'm a big audio guy whenever it comes to podcasts, I do enjoy having the YouTube app open, but it is kind of annoying not being able to lock it and walk around and stuff. So, um, Patreon does a good job with that. Like you can like lock your phone and it just works as like an audio, like just like you're listening to music. It works good for that. So, um, check that stuff out and thank you for all the support. Now on to what I wanted to talk about today, which, uh, is just kind of a, a big spattering of things, but I do feel that, we should talk about the Ahmad Arbery uh, trial decision. Everybody was found guilty, as they should be. Um, you can't drive around in a truck uh, as a lynch mob and and expect to get away with it. The, the, the fact is that shit was gross. It, it just was. You can't do that. You can't. You can't do that. And and to be honest, like if if that shit happened in Mississippi, it probably would have would have gone gone just through the cracks everybody would have gotten off it would have been fine um if you don't know anything about the case of Ahmad Arbery uh he was jogging and these guys just like followed him with a truck like followed him in a truck like it was uh, like it was something out of Forrest Gump whenever he's running down the road and those guys are driving like right on his heels with a truck um, they ended up, uh, they ended up shooting him and, and it was, it was terrible. You can't do that. You can't just follow people around. You can't hunt people. You can't do that. And, uh, and everybody was found guilty. And I do apologize. My voice is, um, I have my voice, but I'm really like, ugh. like, I, I don't know. I keep kind of like coughing and, and, and all sorts of stuff. It's not, it's not COVID. It's like my allergies are just really bad. So I do apologize if I, if I cough or move the mic away, um, I will try to make it as, uh, tolerable as possible. Okay. 
not going to do any uh, throat clearing ASMR or anything. But I did want to uh, just start off with that. Um, so just just right here, a a jury in Glen County, Georgia, found three men: Gregory McMichael, his son Travis McMichael, and their neighbor William Roddy Bryan Jr. That sounds like a goddamn WWE wrestler. Guilty on multiple counts of murder for the killing of Ahmad Arbery, a 25-year-old black man fatally shot while out for a jog on February 23rd, 2020. So it's, uh, what, been almost two years? Um, I remember when this happened because people were somehow defending your right to chase people down in a truck. And I don't know how, I don't know how we get there. But, you know, it was probably some of my family. I talk about this uh, a decent amount, but it was probably some members of my family that were like, it's your right. Drive around in a truck and shoot people. Self-defense, damn it. Like, that's, that's you know, things that, that my family would say, unfortunately. Uh, but they're, you know, they're idiots. So what can you do, you know? But uh, Travis McMichael, the man who shot Arbery, was found guilty on all of the nine charges he faced. His father, Gregory McMichael, was found guilty on eight of the nine charges he faced. And William Roddy Bryan Jr., god damn, that's a long name, was found guilty on six of the nine charges he faced. So somehow that guy got off of three. I don't know how you do that. Um, somehow he uh, he missed three of the charges. He dodged those bullets. Um, that was no pun intended. That was no, no, no pun intended there, but, uh, he, he dodged those three charges and, uh, yeah, I mean, this whole thing, I can't believe it took this long to be honest with you. I mean, it's just ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, you can't just gun people down in the streets. You can't do that. You can't unless, you know, there's some other scenarios where, where that's okay. But we're not going to touch on that. Not, not, not today. We're not going to go into that today. But I did just want to say that because to me, that's a big... I don't even know if it's a win, but it's something that should have happened. So it's hard to call it a win. It, it's something that should have happened um, uh, in, terms of, in terms of their sentencing. Not, not, them, not them running this guy down. Um, but in terms of their sentencing... Uh, this should have happened uh, much faster than it did. I don't know why it took so long. Our judicial system is a fucking mess, but apparently we haven't come up with anything better. And uh, that truly is the American way, isn't it? Let's just use something that is highly inefficient and is, uh, is, is lacking in so many ways and ignore the problems with it and continue on like it's working fine. That's every American product that has ever been made, ever. That's why we have to get everything from somebody else because we're too lazy to, to deal with it. Unfortunately, we can't import a judicial system. Maybe one day. Maybe one day we will. But um, I did just want to start off with that because I thought that that was something that uh, shouldn't have happened, obviously, but um, and it is, it is a tragedy, but it... Glad that those guys got found guilty. I thought it was absolutely ludicrous reading it um, whenever it did happen. And uh, I just don't... I Maybe it'll stop people in the future from running down their neighbors, I guess. I don't, I don't know. Uh, but now on to something that I touched on on the Patreon, which has to do 
with Mr. Beast's Squid Game video. People are back on it because the Squid Game video released. And uh, people are back on that bullshit where they're like, did he miss the whole point of the show? Did Wasn't the point of the show that poor people are competing for the entertainment of rich people? And it's like, yeah, it is. And again, I go into I go into this at length on the Patreon, but um, I don't know where the obligation came from for people to look at somebody else and tell them what they can and can't create and to tell them, um, take this like moral high road whenever in the end, it's all about attention. Um, there are content creators that, that don't get they're not on his level because to be honest, he's kind of like elevated into this own, his own little pocket of, of views and, uh, and, and people being in his community and the size of it and everything. Um, but content creators that are doing it for entertainment and money are telling somebody else what they can and can't do with their own money. And did he miss the point of the show? Maybe, maybe he knew what he was doing and maybe he just wanted to make a video. Why is it that big of a deal? It's not like he actually was like shooting people in the head whenever they failed the games. Now that may have caused a bit of an uproar, uh, you know, where you fail red light, green light, and you get shot in the head. And Mr. Beast is like, you know, I bought an island and put on Squid Game. What's up? And he actually makes the Squid Game. Nobody can find the island, and he's just uploading the games to YouTube for fucking two years. And then all of a sudden, he branches out, and he's got other branches in, in Germany, and he actually has a Korean Squid Game. Like, that would be something that maybe I'd be a little concerned about. Um, I do believe that Mr. Beast is slowly generating enough power and wealth to become an actual supervillain. Um, but that, you know, under the guise of philanthropy. Uh, but I think the real concern is is the fact that uh, that people are worried about a YouTube video. I don't know. Like, there's much worse things on YouTube. There's, uh, there's, there's pet abuse channels and things like that. And nobody ever talks about those on Twitter. But they talk about Mr. Beast making a fake squid game. Um... And uh, I got to be honest, I, I'm fine with him making Squid Game as long as he's not putting five million Orbeez in his asshole anymore. You know, like, I'm, I'm going to take 24,000 pixie sticks and ram them in my dick. Like, I'm, I'm perfectly okay with an overproduced Squid Game video. A at least that's something. I, uh, I don't know. I, 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 you know, but that's, that's. The world that we live in. I don't have the means or the money to do what you're doing. So I'm going to tell you what you can and can't do with your money. Um, and I do know that he does a lot of uh, charity work. And he does a lot of... Uh, he, he started like Mr. Beast philanthropy or something where he like donates everything to, to charity. But it's this big loop, right? It's like you do nice things so people think you're a good person but then and and so because of that you make more money and then you take some of that money and give it to charity and it's like there it's not completely altruistic it's not completely out of the goodness of his heart um it's because it makes him more money it makes him more popular um but i don't care you know what i mean like it 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 goes to help a good person it goes to help somebody so why do I care? He's opened like a million food banks or some shit. Like he's like, he's like opening food banks and shit. Like 
leave the guy alone. There's there's much worse things to be angry about, but that's what people like to do. They like to Twitter likes to pick on the easiest person to pick on in the world. And I'm not even saying like Mr. Beast gives a shit about any of that because he shouldn't. But Twitter doesn't like to go after people that 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 like don't care. You know what I mean? Like Twitter only likes to pick fights with with people that uh that they feel like they can win against. Twitter is a big bully. I'm be I'm being honest here. And that's what I was talking about um whenever the the height of of the the whole cancel culture thing was and and to be honest the height of it was probably a couple years ago um around the me too movement once again the me too movement got hijacked by a bunch of losers who just were angry at certain people um and it wasn't even women like like men were were using piggybacking off of the me too movement to get certain people like try to take away the livelihoods of other people um and Bill Burr has a bit on that, and it's it's great, where he was talking about he thinks that they, they got everybody, you know? And <clears throat> so, like, I was talking about that back then, even, which is you can only be canceled if you allow yourself to be canceled. Have you noticed how some of the most, um, I guess, edgy is the right word, um, the, the most... I don't even want to say offensive, but they say outlandish shit. Those types of people and comedians and things like that, like they, they never get attacked, but nobody's ever going after people that, that don't care, so to speak. You know what I mean? Like, like I remember they tried to go after Gabriel Iglesias. He's like a family friendly comic and, and people were going after him um, or, or just in general, like, uh, like, like people, people go after like Long Beach Griffey on Twitter and, and I can't believe that nobody looks at what Long Beach Griffey says and, and doesn't just immediately just say, oh, he's just, he's just doing it on purpose. Like he's just poking the beehive at this point, which is, it's just playing into everything that they're doing, right? Like whenever you, whenever you post some just wild shit, you know, you get, you get people that come out of the woodwork that think you're serious. I have people that come out of the woodwork that think that I'm serious about random shit that I post. And I don't even post stuff that's like over the top. Like I'm usually just making like a satirical statement about like parasocial relationships or, or those those people that uh, think that they date a Twitch streamer just because they watch their stream, you know. And that, that's what Twitter does. They, they purposely pick and choose who they want to fight, who they want to go after. And like, you know what? I bet we could win this. And then they go after that person super hard. Like, it's it's kind of sad, to be honest, because it it's just, it's a bunch of people that aren't in a position to really do anything. They're not, they, they, they're, I don't want to say powerless, but like, you know what I mean? They're, they're people that are not in that position. They're people that um, by themselves don't have a following. But when they tweet some shit like that, then they get a bunch of other people that are like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's a bad thing that you're talking about that I'd never even thought about until right now. And it's only because I'm being manipulated into thinking that. Yeah. And then they get a bunch of people on and then they feel like they did something good. But who cares about a YouTube video that he made uh, where he... he has a bunch of people play some kids games. Why are you worried about that? 
Gas prices are through the roof. Sexual harassment is rampant in the gaming industry. In, in the entertainment industry, really, not just gaming, but it, it is it's terrible in, in the gaming industry. Grocery stores aren't able to get bread and eggs. There's rapidly rising food prices, and you want to talk about Mr. Beast making a YouTube video. Yes, yes, Twitter activist. Please continue to push your activism. Yes, you're doing such a good thing for being angry at a YouTuber. I... The, the the amount of boredom that is in people's lives and the amount of, of ignorance is bliss that's going on is crazy. There's huge problems. I'm going to push those into the deepest recesses of my mind and attack this YouTuber. Now, I'm not saying that you always have to talk about these things. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying you have to go out and talk about the fucking... Uh, supply chain issues or the labor issues or anything like that. I'm not saying that at all. But if you want to pick a fight and complain about some arbitrary shit like somebody else doing a video that affects you in no way, shape, or form, you look like an idiot because you're complaining about something like that. It's like complaining that your steak is undercooked whenever somebody right across the table from you is choking. Your friend just took a bite of their food, started choking. They've got a shellfish allergy, and they accidentally, you know, had the crab too close to their soup, right? Your friend takes a bite. They start swelling up. They're choking. They're like, ugh, ugh, and you're like, mm, God, they cooked my steak medium rare, and I wanted it medium. Um, I'm going to get somebody, and they're, like, right next to you, gasping for breath, reaching for you, like, ugh, ugh, and you're like, mm, we really need to do something about this steak. I wonder if they can throw it back on or maybe just get me a new one or maybe give me a free meal. I bet I can get a free meal. I bet I can get sick from this. So uh, I, I think I'm going to get the restaurant closed down. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave an angry review. Hold on a second. You're interrupting me. You're interrupting me. And your friend's like, help. And you're like, you're interrupting. God, why are you always like this? And then you turn around and you're like on your phone fucking tweeting about this restaurant. You're tweeting a picture of your steak while they're turning purple. You know, they're turning the same color as your steak and you're fucking sitting there tweeting about it. And that's the that's the equivalent. It really is. And I, I just it's so ridiculous, man, because people believe this shit. You know, they, they really think that they're doing something powerful on Twitter. They believe it in all of their heart. When in reality, all Twitter is is a bunch of. Mentally ill people talking shit to each other. I mean, that's literally, that's what it is. I'm a part of it. That's my biggest platform. I've, I've raised an audience on that platform. So I understand the platform. I think if anybody has an insight to how this website works, it should be me. And that's why this last year has been, has been tough for me in terms of content because I have continued to grow on other platforms such as YouTube and, and uh, Twitch a little bit, but I, I didn't stream a ton in 2021. I just got back to streaming. Um, but, you know, my, my growth on Twitter took a nosedive this year, and it's because I just got tired of posting stuff on Twitter. Because whenever, whenever I was posting videos on Twitter, I would have, like, an outpouring of support, but then I would have also just all of this weird pushback from people that don't give a shit about what I'm making fun of, but they just want to be angry at something. Like they, they just want to yell and scream and kick. And it's like, 
it's always it's always 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 a Twitch person. It's never just a regular person on Twitter. It's always somebody who followed me from some Twitch sketch or their favorite streamer uh, loves what I do and retweeted the shit. And then they're somebody else's like supporter and they come to me and they're like, you need to care about the things that you make. You need to you. How dare you try to make light of this situation? Well, I did. So (laughs) what are you going to do, loser? It stays up. It stays up. I'm going to show it to your mom while I'm banging her later. Like, that's the type of shit that I I, I don't get. Like, I, I don't care about people's opinion. I like, Let me rephrase that. Because I do and I don't. I care about intelligent people's opinion of me. I care about people's opinion of me that... Uh, that, that that understand who I am and what I really do. I under I, I care about people's opinion when they know me. My wife, for example. I, I really do. I, I care what she thinks. I wish I could say that I didn't, but I do. And it, it's stuff like that. But like people on the internet, I love you guys that listen to the show. And I love you guys that support my content. You know, I really do. But your opinion does not change what I do. Because if I changed for you, then I wouldn't be me. I make what I make. I say the things that I say. I, I don't apologize for things unless I'm wrong. Like if, if I say some shit, like whenever I was talking about Bobby Kotick, the CEO of Blizzard, and I was like, dude, there's no way, there's no way that the fucking top guy knows about all the shit that's going on. There's no way. It never reached his ears. I immediately, as soon as I found out on the on the next episode, the next podcast episode, I went, holy fuck, he knew about it. <laughs> I went, oh shit, okay, he knew about it. That was my bad, okay? But that's what you do when you're wrong. When you're wrong. You don't change your view or opinion based off of what a stranger might think about that opinion. Now, if I'm spouting wrong things as fact, then I, then I, you know, you can correct them and you can, you know, say sorry, whatever. That's what you do. That's a normal reaction to change your perspective as new information comes out. That's what I did as I got older. It's Thanksgiving. I'm recording this on Thanksgiving morning because this episode is late and I apologize about that. That, it, that it's a day late, but I'm recording this on Thanksgiving morning so that I can get this out for you. But that's what I did growing up. As you grow up, uh, your worldview changes because you are given new information. You know, growing up, you're like, oh my God, man. Fucking Native Americans and, and pilgrims, man, they really got along. Oh my God. It's such a shame they all got sick. It's such a shame. And then you get a little older and you're like, holy fuck. They gave them blankets? They gave them blankets covered in disease? They, we did that? We, we fucking killed all these poor people? Just to take their land? Like, as you get more information, you start to change your worldview. That's why children are so stupid. Because they're just running around like, ha huh. ha. Wow. Oh, wow. Look, pretty color. Ooh, everything is great and everybody loves each other. Wow. And then they get older and they find out that, that, you know, 
Daddy's been cheating on mommy. Mommy's been hitting the bottle too hard. They hate each other. And, uh, and, and pilgrims colonize the world. You know, that's just, that's what you do. You change your view as new information is presented. And I, I think that it's kind of ridiculous to think that everybody should have this strong stance one way or another and never change. That's ludicrous. Absolutely just unreal. And, and again, I, I do apologize. I know I kind of skimmed over it. This episode's coming out a day late, and I, I'm so sorry about that. But uh, we just found out that um, Kylie's parents have COVID. So we were kind of scrambling trying to figure out Thanksgiving plans. And now we're doing it at our house with a much smaller group of people. Um, so we were kind of scrambling yesterday. I did not get a chance to record this and put it up. And I apologize because I don't like recording early. That's something that I've never really liked doing is recording early. I have uh, tons of sketches for my YouTube channel that I have written that I have, you know, exactly how they're going to lay out. And I don't record them because I don't like recording early. Um, and especially something like this, where it's sometimes me talking about current events. I don't like being a week behind. I don't. It, it frustrates me because then I may say something and then more shit comes out. And I, I don't like that. So um, that's where we're at. I do apologize for the video or for the, the podcast episode coming out a week late. Um, and I'm also aware that the audio episodes are behind for some reason. They like didn't process. Which is very, very strange. On to the next thing that I wanted to talk about, which is the Theranos trial. A lot of trials recently. It's actually kind of interesting. There's, there's a lot of trials. You had the Kyle Rittenhouse thing. You had the Ahmad Arbery thing. Um, like big trials going on. Uh, but the... I'm just going to read you this little headline here. This is from ABC. So take that with a grain of salt. Uh, but it says Theranos founder Elizabeth Holmes owns owns key allegations during testimony in criminal trial. Now, I've read a little bit about this. Somebody on Patreon actually suggested this to me to look at and cover a little bit of. So I was kind of reading through some of the things. And uh, let me just read you this and then and then I'll and then we'll kind of go into it. But uh, Theranos founder Elizabeth Holmes placed the logos of two major drug companies on blood testing validation studies, which she then sent to Walgreens executives ahead of their lucrative retail partnership, she told jurors on Tuesday. Theranos also sent the reports to investors who bought millions of dollars of her startup's stock. So obviously super fraudulent, right? This is like some Streamlabs shit times a million. Just... Faking it until you make it, okay? But she faked it a little too well, and she made it a little too fast. If if you just want my honest opinion here, she faked it super, and and you can't do it on blood testing studies, right? Because then, you know, that's just misinformation at its finest. And uh, she made apparently made a lot of money with this partnership with Walgreens, and then um, had millions of dollars of startup stock bought. So there's a few few counts of fraud in there somewhere. Um, but then it goes on to say the embattled former CEO also acknowledged that Theranos did not publicly disclose it was running blood tests on third party machines rather than the devices the company had pitched to potential investors and VIPs during demonstrations, chalking it up to trade secrets. So she was even running the blood tests on machines that they didn't even pitch. Wow. 
That's some real genius shit right there. This is just, I mean, this proves it. You can just bullshit your way to to uh, millions of dollars in partnerships and stock. You, you really can. You can bullshit your way there. That's that's amazing. And only in America, only in America can this happen. It's beautiful. Love this country. Hell yeah. By the way, um, make sure you guys buy my buy my stock. I've got this new uh, I've got this new dick pump that I'm working on, and uh, it's a it's a revolutionary dick pump. It'll make your dick massive or your. Uh, you can also use it on vaginas. It'll just make a huge, gigantic vagina. Just you know, just rip roaring and ready to be you know wailed on. Right. That's you know my stock goes on sale today. And, uh, and and you you too can be a part of it. Don't miss out. Fear of missing out is exactly what the entire NFT community stands on, and uh, and I, I do believe that that's why shit like this happens. Everybody's wanting to jump at the next big thing. They're like, oh yeah, gotta get in ground floor. Gotta get in on the ground floor. Get in on the ground floor, and then with percentages and uh, uh, growth. Over time, we, we will be billionaires in two years. And they just want to get in on the ground floor. And that's why shit like this happens. It really is. You pitch some revolutionary new blood testing technology and everybody just fucking chomps at the bit to get at it. Especially since it's pharmaceutical shit. There, there's just so much money there. Uh, it, stop, everybody. You're not missing out on anything. You know what you're missing out on? <laughs> A trial. You being put on trial for fraud. That's what you're missing out on. And to me, that's a win. I don't think you need that in your life. You know, you've already got two kids. You're having to pay child support because your wife left you for Ricky from the grocery store. You don't need to also be on trial for fraud. But then it goes on to say, Holmes made the bombshell admissions before a packed courtroom in California's Silicon Valley during her criminal fraud trial where prosecutors have previously argued that she failed to tell investors that the third-party machines and doctored documents, which led them to believe the pharmaceutical companies had endorsed Theranos and its blood testing technology. Uh, witnesses from both Pfizer and Sharing Plow Corporation testified earlier in the 12-week trial that Holmes did not have permission to use their trademarks in the studies. So she used Pfizer and Sharing Plow, apparently. Um and Holmes told jurors on Tuesday that she did not conceal her use of the logos, saying she used them because this work was done in partnership with those companies. And I was trying to convey that. I wish I had done it differently, Holmes said. So she didn't get permission to use the logos, but she worked in partnership with the companies, I guess. But they didn't want their name attached to it. Huh. So the 37-year-old native of Washington, D.C. is charged with nine counts of wire fraud and two counts of conspiracy to commit wire fraud. She could face decades behind bars if convicted. What is that, like decades? So it, they always frame it like this. She could face decades. And it's like, okay, but like how many? Is it two? Because if she's 37 and she's getting out at 57, that's actually not that bad for the type of shit that she did, you know? Decades. And it's 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 two decades, okay? it's It's 20 years. Just tell me it's 20 years. Is that a long time? Sure. But, like, you're getting out at 57. You know, 20 years from now, people are going to be living until they're 110. You've still got lots of life left. You can go and, and recommit all the fraud you want, you know? Because that's the rate that, that, that shit's going. You know what I mean? Like, 20 years from now, you're going to get out and people are going to have butt plugs with cell phone reception. Like, you know what I mean? 
I think you're good. I think you're perfectly fine. Uh, okay. And then it just goes on. So, I mean, basically, like, you just... It continues to go on about trade secrets and shit, but this lady's, you know, she's trying to fluff it. You know, it's like it's like before you send it's like before you send a dick pic. You know, you gotta fluff it a little bit before you pitch it to people. You know, before you pitch it to potential suitors, you gotta fluff it up, give it a little juice. That's what she was doing, but that's also called fraud, and she got caught. Um, it looks like this shit goes back to 2013 though, which is kind of crazy to think about. Um. Again, like, how long does it take for this shit to come out? And how long does it take for this shit to, uh, to go? Like, the Ahmaud Arbery thing happened two years ago. This Theranos thing apparently started back in, like, 2013. Like, I, I just don't get it. That is fucking crazy, man. Crazy, crazy, crazy. I actually want to touch on, uh, some video games today. I know some of you... <laughs> have followed me from this uh, for, you know, Twitch and, and all sorts of things. So we do talk about video games. I talk about pretty much everything here. Everything that I have any basis to to talk about, I try to talk about it. And uh, so I know that some people aren't super into current events, but I like to talk about them because, again, the whole reason why I started this show is to kind of engage a little bit more and kind of try to look at things and 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 not be so doom and gloom about them but to look at things and and try to not necessarily make light of them but maybe look at them in a different perspective than what's being presented directly to me from you know maybe a media point of view or maybe somebody's point of view on on social media or or, or anything like that it was kind of me trying to engage and so who knows maybe i i'm able to help kind of inform you guys a little bit and uh you know i'm sure again I'm pretty sure I said this in the first episode. I don't think everybody's going to agree with everything I say on this at all, you know, but that's fine. I totally get that. That's the point of it. You know, I, I'm, I'm here to look at things with a little different perspective, not play devil's advocate, but just look at it and, and kind of see. And um, the next thing I'm going to talk about is uh, a, a little bit about some video games, things like that. I've actually been playing Cyberpunk recently. It's a much better game. Much, 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 much better game. And uh, they've done a fantastic job. A lot of people are comparing it to No Man's Sky in terms of a comeback story. One of the worst launches in history. I will agree with that. I played the game on launch. It sucked massive balls. But revisiting it, it's been about a year since the game has been out. And they have done wonders with this game. And I absolutely, like, I'm falling in love with it. I don't want to speak too early, but I've put about 30 hours into the current playthrough that I'm in, and I'm still working. Like, there's still a ton of stuff to do. There's still a ton of stuff to uh, see in, in the game, and um, and I'm really enjoying it. It's a lot of fun. And I, I just I can't believe the complete 180 that the game has taken. And I do implore you, if you've already bought it and you've been waiting to reinstall it or waiting to try it out, check it out because it's a completely different game than what you played. And uh, if, you, if you're on the fence about it, if you got some spare money, buy it on sale. I think it's worth a buy on sale. 
100%, but only if you like those style of games. If you don't like open-world RPGs, why are you subjecting yourself to it in the first place? Just go play something else. But if you like open-world RPGs, if you like a massive, sprawling map with interesting characters and an interesting premise and uh, a world that we haven't seen 15,000 times because that cyberpunk universe is completely undervalued. It is completely like that whole genre is under produced, I guess. It's kind of like whenever I talk about how pirate games need to be more of a thing, um, cyberpunk genre, like as a genre needs more. It really does. It's so interesting. It's it's, it's fun, it's engaging, um, and I really hope that the future looks like that, to be honest, because I would totally be down. I know it's a little dystopian, and I know it's it's all over the place, and it's not great, and it's, it's riddled with poverty, but hey, I grew up in a trailer park, so it looks like I will be right at home in that universe. I just wanted to touch on that because I try to throw some things in here that I... I've been enjoying recently, and that is something that I've really been enjoying, is Cyberpunk 2077, a year after launch. They have done so many good things with that game, and I, I do hope that you will give it another chance. If you want to see for yourself, there is an entire playthrough on my YouTube channel. It's it's Lance with two L's. Some of you know that. Some of you have already like seen it. There's an entire playthrough of it on, like there's a playlist of stuff, and it's in there on the YouTube channel. So check that shit out if you want to see for yourself what I've been dealing with and going through and enjoying. Um, now on to cryptocurrency. Everybody's favorite topic. I'm not going to talk about this too long, but I just want to say that uh, India is all about banning shit. Like what was it? India banned um, TikTok. I'm, I can't remember exactly why, but it was, it was essentially like, uh, like, TikTok was was Chinese spyware or, or something like they were like, you know, using it to collect information. You know, it's a it's an undercover op for for China. And India was like, hey, fuck that shit. No, we're not. We don't need this. Bye bye. And they banned it. And America saved it because somebody else bought it or something. I can't even remember what it was. It was one of those loopholes. You know, you know how <laughs> you know how we do. We we love to keep China close. We love our bros over there. And, uh, you know, they attacked it for a little bit and then somebody else bought it and then it's still here. It's still around. It's still a thing. Um, you know, whether it's spying on you or not. I mean, who, who really cares at this point? I know some people really do and they like live out in the woods and those will probably be the people that survive. But at this point, man, I'm so deep in that they don't even have to spy on me. Everything I do is online. I stream fucking seven hours a day. I post comedy sketches and commentary videos and then this podcast they know everything about me you know my friendly neighborhood government agent whether Chinese or or American is watching me you know beat off it, it's it's whatever at this point for me I'm too far gone right but you know uh, America saved TikTok and so India had banned TikTok and then now um the, this is coming out and it says government plans bills to bar private cryptocurrency with a few exceptions so now they're dipping into the crypto space which everybody kind of knew was coming crypto is is it's threatening the whole you know what's the buzzwords they always use a decentralized blockchain big brain little meat style of uh, financial system <laughs> But it's it's decentralized and it's taking the power away from the government and the banks. That is that's always what crypto. That's the basis of what crypto is. Crypto has gotten 
manipulated into this thing now where um, people just use it as a get with get, get which quick get rich quick scheme, you know, like, oh, Dogecoin to the moon, you know, all these pump and dumps, like, fucking FaZe Clan did one, I'm pretty sure Post Malone was a part of one, everybody's got a, a pump and dump now, you know, I kind of feel left out, I wish I started a pump and dump, you know, that, uh, that, that term used to have a, a, a whole different meaning, but, you know, now I want my own pump and dump scheme, I really do, you guys need to buy Lance Coin, it's coming out, um, it's going to be a decentralized Ethereum blockchain, uh, VAO archetype, and it's gonna consist of, I can't even keep this up. I can't, it's, it's, you know, I want a pump and dump scheme. That's what it comes down to. So we're going to try and look into that. And, uh, I hope you guys pump it really good right before I pull the rug on it. And, uh, so, so India is, is like barring the um, private cryptocurrency. And essentially what India is, 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 at least from what I've read, they're wanting to crack down on cryptocurrency, but they still want to use the technology behind it. So whatever that means to you, and maybe somebody is more informed on this than me, um, because everything that I read about crypto, it's, uh, I, I'm, I'm a mildly intelligent person, okay? But every time I read about cryptocurrency, it sounds like somebody is trying to pitch me a fairy tale. Um, it, it's all hearsay, and there's there's technology, there's legit technology behind it, but the whole point of it is just it's, it's digital money to try to take the power away from the government and the banks, and the government and the banks have kind of stayed out of it hoping it'll just go away, but it's only getting bigger. And now you're going to start seeing more like government interference in it um, to try to control it and manipulate it. And now you started to see companies jump in on it because we're, we're getting to that point now where it started to make enough money uh, where big companies are getting in on it. And they're like, oh yeah, yeah, we love crypto. Hell yeah. Come, come on over here. We believe in it. And re in reality, they just, they just want your money because that's what it is. It's digital money. And so now it's going to start getting more regulated. And now with India doing this, who knows going to who, who knows who's going to follow suit and try to do uh, more shit with it? Who knows uh, when it's, it's going to get to a point where, you know, you're going to have to buy cryptocurrency through a bank. Like, you know what I mean? Like uh, right now you're, you're privately trading crypto within a wallet in a, in a, you know, in a crypto space. But who knows? Pretty soon it's going to be like Chase has their own wallet and and you're buying it directly through them and then fucking you know a, a Huntington Bank or uh, Arvest Bank or or First National or whatever they're all going to have their own little wallets and whenever you go to sign up for your bank account you're going to you know they're going to be like so how much crypto would you like to deposit would you like to transfer your US dollars into crypto and put that into your safe secure wallet and then all of a sudden the banks go right back to having the control they go right back to having the power and uh crypto it, it's completely defeated the purpose of crypto at that point, right? Like, it's, w would you like to transfer all of your funds into into First National Coin, in, into Chase Coin? Would you like to do that? We're offering, um, we're offering a 200 Chase Coin sign-up bonus for whenever you open up a checking account and deposit at least $100, or you set up direct deposit. You know, that's literally what's, that's what's on the horizon, so to speak. And, it's just, you know, it's, it's, 
it's interesting. The premise of crypto is very interesting. Um, it's supposed to give power back to the people, but in reality, the view from an average person is, ha, oh, money, make me money. Ha, oh, oh, coin, Dogecoin, make me money. Like, they don't actually understand the whole premise of it, and it's completely warped the vision of it. And whenever things like that happen, that's whenever the control goes right back to, you know, banks, the government, the top 1%, so to speak. Like, people like that. Whenever it gets warped by average Joe because they're so easy to manipulate and be like, yeah, ha, 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 Dogecoin to moon, ha, Dogecoin make me money, 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 money. They turn into Mr. Krabs and they don't really understand what they're investing in or why they're investing in it and they just kind of are like, oh, they go up and go down, they go up and go down, but I hodl, I hodl no matter what. It's like, dude, what are you, <laughs> do you even know what you're, what you're doing? Do you even know why you're buying it? No, no, number go up, number go up, brrr, number go up. And it's just that that's unfortunate that that's happening. But even now, you know, you see like places like India, which they're always the first to ban something, to be honest. Um, and, and they they're they're cracking down on crypto. And who knows? Maybe the U.S. will follow quickly behind because we don't know how to think for ourselves. We just kind of copy what other people are doing, or we look at what other people are doing and are like, we're against that. You see what they're doing over there? That's bad because it's different. Those things they're doing are different than what we do, and it's bad. Until we see an opportunity to make money, and then we're like, that's good. We're going to adopt that. Just how it is. That's how it is. That's why, uh, what, was that? what was that vote recently for, uh, for insulin? Protecting the old pharmaceutical companies. Like, every Republican senator um, voted against the uh the insulin price cap they were trying to cap the price of insulin down like way down and uh like right now the average vial of insulin is like 200 and something dollars um i actually so my mother's a diabetic and i used to have to go pick up her um medication all the time and just to put it in perspective i know that you guys hear the horror stories about um the the medical care and things like that in the united states uh my mother got laid off from the from her job and there was a period of time where her health insurance was not covering anything because she lost it like after her job. So she, she wasn't getting health insurance for her insulin. And so the insulin she normally would get was $950 a vial, $950 a vial. And it wasn't like a month supply. This is just a bottle. Right. And that's, I mean, that's just, it was, bat shit so like i would have to go and buy like off-brand insulin i'm sure it's probably like fucking pig insulin or something but it, it's like they take it and they like water it down to a point where it doesn't even really work and even that was 90 dollars 90 dollars for this little dinky little bottle so i totally feel the pain i i do think it's i do think it's crazy that that, that people like people are people are dying in their homes. People are dying in the in the fucking streets, literally, um, because they can't afford uh, to to pay for things. That's always been. I know, I know, I know what people are thinking, but that's always been how the country's worked. It's it's oh, you can't afford to buy something. Oh, sorry. Ooh, sorry. You can't afford to buy something. Wow, get a job. Wow, get a career with health insurance. Wow. Ooh. And it's like, come on, man. 
Come on, bro. That, that And that's just how it's always worked. And, I, and so I do think that I don't even know how you would begin to implement any sort of uh, universal health care. But there's plenty of other templates for it. I know people are like, our taxes are going to go up. Our tax is this. Our tax is that. But again, what you're paying taxes for is not what you think your money's going to. People just look at taxes and they're like, tax is bad. Tax is this. And like, yes, it does take money away from you. But the like, if if we had some form of, of health care or something, it would make the tax dollars go somewhere that's not a missile. Like, unfortunately, that's where your tax dollars go. Because if you looked at the public education system lately, the, the, your tax dollars that you're paying right now don't go to schools. It doesn't go to roads. I know. I've driven in Michigan and Ohio for the last five years. It does not go to roads. I can tell you that. There's potholes the size of me. It doesn't go there. It goes to fucking uh, the military. And not veterans, not, not, oh, look, look at how great the the care is at the VA. Look at how wonderful it is. My brother is a veteran and I used to have to take him to the VA to, to, to his doctor's appointments and, and things like that. And we would sometimes literally be sitting there for six hours because that's how, that's how bad the care is at the VA. So your tax dollars aren't even going to like the military in terms of the people that actually helped you. It goes to testing bombs in the ocean. You seen that latest fucking missile explosion they did where it's like, oh, look at how big it is. Wow, look at the mushroom cloud in the ocean. Wow, awesome. Like they're dropping bombs in the middle of open waters and that's where your tax dollars is going. It's not, it's not going to the VA. It's not going to your schools. It's not going to your roads. It's not going to any of that. It's going to so so that so that some fucking giga chads can drop bombs in the middle of nowhere. That's literally what it goes to. And that's why if if you did have some form of of system in place that forced the tax dollars into something else. So like a universal healthcare system, for example. Yes, your taxes may go up, but at least it's going to something that you could use. At least it's going to something that you could use. And I know that people are like, oh, yeah, but, you know, in Canada, they got to wait like a month to see a doctor. Have you tried to get into a doctor recently? Kylie's mom tried to get a doctor's appointment that she scheduled in July for it was two days ago. So for the 23rd, November 23rd from July, she scheduled it for November 23rd. And they called her on the day of and said, hey, we have to reschedule. Our closest one is February. You're already waiting three, four months. And she has good health care. She's a government employee. She has good coverage. So, you know, you're already waiting. You're already having to pay the taxes. Why not just fucking let it go to something that you could use? Or a family member could use, or a friend could use. But I understand. I understand. It, it takes more money out of uh, out of your paycheck in 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 each way, and then at the end of the year, you have to pay. A lot of you do have to pay. I have to pay at the end of the year. Um, but you know, I, I I just I hate the fact that that money does go so that so that some Uber Chad can uh, can push a, a red button, you know. Uh, maybe we should all be blown up at this point. I have no idea, but maybe we should. Maybe that's where we're. Maybe that's where we're headed. Maybe we're we're too far gone, and maybe we should. 
because the the fact that you know people can't get help whenever they need help um it, with a universal i'm not even saying i, I don't want to go go into that too much but like uh you want to look at even just the homeless issue people think that the homeless issue homelessness issue is a financial problem it's not it's 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 a mental health problem it's people that can't get help for their mental illness just congregating with other people who have severe mental illness and they all decide that they want to live in tents on the street because they can't hold down a job and they can't get help for the things that they need help with and so then you end up with a homelessness problem and everybody wants to blame it on a, on an economic thing that people are literally homeless due to the fact that uh that they're poor but there's homeless shelters but these people don't want to do that they want to live in tents on the street that's what I'm talking about whenever there's like a disconnect on like where your money goes and what it's being used for. And it's, it, it, it just kind of, I don't know. It, it, it bothers me slightly. Um, but you know, I know people fight tooth and nail over this because this is what's important to them. Um, having more money in their, in their, uh, paycheck each month and not having to pay at the end of the year um, to actually get something that they would use. I mean, I know that, that people fight for that. that again, that's that's my family, but I, I would pay more. I don't make a lot of money, but I would pay more. I, I would, personally. Um, but that's that's my perspective, and I know that some of you have, have this awesome health care, and you don't have any problems with it, whatever, and so you don't want to do that. You don't want to pay for it because you don't think you'd use it, but, you know, you're paying for a bunch of shit you're not using now, so... I mean, what's a few more dollars? <laughs> I don't know. Again, I'm not here to tell you how to think. This is just my experience with it and and kind of kind of the look on it. But that's all I got for this week. I hope that you uh, hope that you enjoyed. I hope that uh, that you're enjoying the show. I hope you're enjoying the videos. Uh, check out the Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/Lance with two L's. Uh, the new episodes go up on Monday. We're going to start uh, bonus episodes with the Further From Perfect podcast as well with me and Steven. And uh, yeah, thanks for watching. Thanks for supporting. And I will see all of you next week.